What a difference a weekend makes. The Phillies take three straight from the Marlins over the weekend after dropping in the opening game of the four-game series to get back on their winning track, winning a series after falling to the Mets and Rockies back-to-back. This is Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, April of the 29th as we have a off day from Phillies baseball for the first time in 17 days, 18 days really, as the Phillies finish up their stretch of 17 straight days with baseball. They have two off days this week, if you can believe it. Off day today, then two against Detroit at home, then another off day before heading to Washington to take on the Nationals. We will dive into it all uh, coming up in just a little bit as the the Phillies. It's pretty exciting as we were certainly down in the dumps. It was feeling good after that Mets series, Um, even though they didn't win this series. Excuse me, home for uh, Washington, uh, not uh, then they head out to St. Louis after that. But um, so a a nice little homestand there in the midst of here. But um, the Phillies uh, had been frustrating. They they obviously lose the series in New York, but the slow trot, you feel great. And then on Thursday, they come home and they blow that game, losing it 3-1 to one in the Marlins in the 10th inning. And it was just a very frustrating win. Aaron Nola on the hill pitched fine, you know, better than he's been, which isn't saying much, but certainly didn't look like the Nola of last year. And the Phillies unable to capitalize on what actually was a solid outing, at least, against a bad Marlins offense. Unfortunately, Phillies do not get it done, but then it feels like they're not going to find a way to win three. We said all we said was win three. Just win three of four. The Phillies find a way to take all three games over the weekend. What a weekend it was. Let's dive in on Friday. The Phillies started out bouncing back a four-to-nothing victory. The offense not really getting going quite yet on Friday, obviously, only putting up a four spot, but they did have a uh, a pension for the long ball as the Phillies uh, get home runs from Michael Franco to start it off. Uh, excuse me, JT Romito to start off, then Franco in the fourth, and then a two-run absolute moonshot into the second deck from Bryce Harper in the eighth inning. Those would be the four runs other than that. They just left it up to Jared Eikhoff in the bullpen, and they did their thing. Jared Eikhoff was outstanding. Seven innings, only two hits allowed, one walk, three base runners total over those seven innings of work, and six strikeouts for Eikhoff. Only took him 86 pitches to maneuver his way through seven innings. And, yes, the uh, Marlins are not a great team. That is fair. But Eikhoff looked really good, and as we talked about in his outing in Colorado, where even though he gave up four runs over six, really just had the bad one inning, and and even in Colorado, it looked like his stuff, his curveball had bite to it. It looked like um, it was just working for him, and, and we saw that again on Friday night at home against the Marlins. Even though the opponent isn't great, Eikhoff really did look good, and and that's awesome to see. It was Eikhoff's first win since August of 2017, which is crazy to think about. Also shows you how far this guy is, has gone to come back to be where he is. So it's it's a great story, and obviously I'm very happy for him, but also really deserved it. Just pitched an outstanding game 
uh, against the uh, the Marlins. Again, seven innings of shutout baseball. Dubrai Ramos gives two-thirds of an innings. Adam Morgan, who is still yet to give up a run this season, gives up a third of an inning. And then Pat Neshek shuts it down with a somewhat, you know, uh, gives up two hits in the ninth, but able to get the job done. Ultimately, this was Jared Eikhoff's night, though it was nice to see Harper go yard as he just smoked that. Uh, but Jared Eikhoff's night on Friday. The Phillies come back on Saturday, and this is when the bats finally got going. And we thought it would be because Gene Segura is finally back in the lineup, but... Unfortunately, Segura takes a pitch to the head early on from Trevor Richards. Uh, Richards said after the game, the ball just got away from him. Ultimately, Segura walked off under his own power, was able to um, play on Sunday. We'll get to that. Actually, had three hits yesterday, so uh, it's fine. Nothing to worry about. But it was definitely terrifying, especially after you know just came off the injured list and you just felt awful in his second at bat after getting back from the Injured list, he gets hit in the head and has to leave the game where he had a concussion. A concussion. If the ball had just been an inch or two the other way, it would have been really, really dangerous. So it was really scary, especially after, and, and this in this case, Richard certainly didn't mean to do it, but after the whole Reese Hoskins thing with Jacob Raymond, it was definitely terrifying to see the ball get up there and actually hit him. But he was okay, would be back on Sunday. Ultimately, the offense picks him up. They get going. Nick Williams starts it off. A big second inning with a solo shot to right center. Just blast this ball. This is one of those ones that looks like it's going to be a, a line drive fly ball and just never stops going. It was just a, uh, it just kept carrying, got out in a, in a minute. Gave him a one nothing lead. They would uh, go in to score a run on a pass ball, uh, a Bryce Harper double. That was a really weird defensive alignment on that double. I don't, uh, bases loaded and, and it looked like the ball was going to fly out of you know, over the right field fence, but it, it really slowed down, kind of got caught up in the air, and there was, like, no one in right field, it seemed like. Either way, the ball drops. The Phillies up 4 to nothing. Jake gives up. Jake Arrieta pretty solid until this point. Some base runners, but able to get outs when needed. The third inning ends up giving his first run 4-1, to one, but luckily the offense would be there. McCutcheon homers in the fourth. Franco, an RBI single. Arietta had an infield single to... Score a run, helping himself out. Sean Rodriguez hit an RBI double, a two RBI double. So you're up 10 to one. You're feeling pretty good. In the fifth inning, you got Jake Arrieta, who's been the best pitcher on this team so far this season. You're feeling great. And then, uh-oh, uh-oh, it starts falling away. Arrieta's a really rough six inning. By the end of that, it's 10 to five. He's done. The bullpen doesn't do much better as Jose Alvarez, able to get through a clean inning, surprisingly enough. But then Eniel De Los Santos gives up two. Sir, uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez gives up two. Ultimately, thank goodness uh, that uh, Ruiz uh, it's, ends up being 10-9 in the eighth inning. Only up one run after being up eight. Ultimately, though, Reese Hoskins in the bottom of the eighth hits a two-run bomb to make it 12-9. And Hector Neres comes in to close it out and get his fourth save of the season. It was definitely a little terrifying along the way there, but... Uh, it seems like Reese Hoskins always hits big clutch home runs. It almost seems like it's everyone he hits is, is giving the Phillies the lead or, or whatever. But uh, really great to see uh, this team find a way to battle back. Look, it was not great to see them be up 10-1 to 1 and and ultimately it be 10-9. to 9. I'm not going to lie to you. I was freaking out in the moment. But that Hoskins homer was big. It felt big. And they didn't let a game that could have slipped away slip away. 
So you got to give him credit for that. And also, it's been an offense that has really struggled comparative to what we expected from it over the last week and a half, two weeks. So it was nice to see them put some runs up on the board, manufacture some runs, not a ton of homers in the 12. They did have a few, obviously, McCutcheon, Hoskins, but um, it wasn't all home run driven. They just were able to put up a bunch of runs. And against a good pitcher, Trevor Richards is talented. Not his best night, obviously, but really nice to see. And then yesterday, the Phillies yet again take advantage. They get on the board early against Pablo Lopez, a RBI Double for Reese Hoskins in the first makes it one nothing. Then Gene Segura back in action an RBI triple in the third. He would score on a Bryce Harper ground out. The Marlins would get their lone run in the fourth. Then the Phillies uh, would score two more, uh, one in the sixth, one in the eighth, an RBI walk for Reese Hoskins there. As Gene Segura gets back in the lineup, three for four. He's batting three forty seven on the season. It's so great. Having Segura back, what a spark he's provided for this offense. I think that um, you don't think about it with him out as much, but um, he's been such a massive part of this team, and we really missed him, so it's great to have him back. But the big story from yesterday's 5-1 to one victory, I think very clearly yesterday, the big story was Zach Eflin, just a career outing for Eflin, a complete game, one run, Allows seven hits, no walks, three strikeouts. Zach Eflin pitches your first Phillies complete game, funny enough, since also 2017, when Ben Lively pitched an eight-inning complete game on the road. The Phillies, this the first one, a full nine-inning complete game in a long time for this Philly team, and Eflin was just awesome against this Marlins team on Sunday. Really efficient with his pitches, was dotting his fastball where he wanted it to go. And it's funny because we all remember how Steven Matz uh, of the New York Mets had one of the worst innings you can ever have as a pitcher against the Phillies a few weeks ago here in Philadelphia. The eight-run first inning doesn't get an out. But then he came back in New York this last series and he shut down this Phillies team. I think it was one run over six innings. He looked great. That's the funny thing about baseball. Baseball is so hard to predict from day to day. And sometimes it's purely matchup driven. Sometimes there are certain guys who just hit certain guys well and all that. But other times it's just sometimes your day and sometimes not your day, whether your stuff's moving, whatever it is. And all we have to do is look back to Zach Eflin's start in Miami, his first bad start of the season after the two great starts to start the season. We were talking about Zach Eflin being way better than we anticipated. The ace of the team hadn't allowed a run or only one run, whatever it was, through his first two starts. And then he goes to Miami in a game where you, you're starting to feel comfortable and he gets shelled, gives up six. We're like, what happened? And then now... Only a few weeks later, he's back here in Philadelphia facing this exact same Marlins team for the most part. And he shuts him down and pitches a complete game, dominant performance. Kapler lets him go back out a little over 100 pitches. Ends up at like 107. Absolutely the right move. Just awesome to see, but also funny to think about baseball and how it it really is fickle like that. And it really can. Um, you know, one night, uh, two weeks later, you can face the same team that just crushed you, that owned you. And you can come back and you can dominate them. And that's something that's so cool. You can make adjustments from at start to start. All that type of stuff. And and it was really great to see that from Eflin. As again, Eflin was just really, really dominant. And, and looked it looked easy for him 
uh, it looked like he was just able to kind of do what he wanted yesterday from a pitching perspective and able to really control at bats. A lot of first pitch strikes just was really, really terrific. And the Phillies needed this. Now the Phillies are sitting at 16 and 12 on the season. They are, yes, they are in first place in the National League East, a game and a half up on the New York Mets. And again, after losing 3-1 to one on Thursday, they take three straight from the Marlins to win the series. Really big three wins that are needed coming up. Um, and again, we will look ahead to the Tigers coming up, the Nationals coming up, the Cardinals after that, a lot of baseball coming up. A much-needed two-off day week for this Phillies team this week. A desperately, desperately needed two-off day week for the Phillies this week. So uh, we will look ahead to the week, but also um, look at the 17-day stretch they just had, how they finished it out, and also where they stand in the National League right now, sitting at 16-12, and 12, as we mentioned. We um, are back, place in the division, Phillies where they stand. today, James uh, Seltzer, as mentioned, the Phillies, it's Phillies today, James Seltzer, we're coming right 12 back. in first place by a game and a half in the National League East, we'll look at where they are in just a minute, but first, 17 game stretch for the Phils, as we discussed, 17 straight days of baseball, that is something that will tire out any team, especially their first such stretch of the season, and ultimately, it was not going well for a little while there. As we discussed, heading out to Colorado was tough. The series in New York was tough. But the Phillies able to pull it, to, pull it together at the end and ultimately play slightly over 500 over that stretch, 9-8 and eight over that stretch. And that's acceptable, especially if one of the series you lose is to this team not in your division. Um, acceptable stretch of baseball there for the Phillies, 9-8. and eight. Obviously, we know the the some of the high points and some of the low points there, but... Um, and some of the low points certainly, you know, very low as uh, we can all all remember the uh, 10 to three loss in Miami early on in the stretch. Of course, the just embarrassing nine to nothing game in New York, the Harper ejection, the poor play in Colorado, but ultimately able to turn it around at the end year, winning three straight against the Marlins, go nine and eight over that stretch of baseball. Very acceptable. Now, two off days this week, the Tigers in town for a two-game series on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then the Nationals here for Friday, Saturday, Sunday before the Phillies will head out to St. Louis and then to Kansas City for a game, uh, a six-day week next week, an off day on Thursday. So some off days here for the Phillies, but again, without the off days, they do go 9-8. and eight. Uh, Nice to see over that stretch. Of baseball. Also, yesterday, I uh, forgot to mention, of course, the Fanatic's birthday. Shout out to the Fanatic. They celebrated uh, celebrate it on the Sunday, last Sunday in April, I believe, every year. Uh, awesome, awesome to see as Bryce Harper got him his uh, his own pair of Fanatic cleats like he wore on opening day, which was their, their bromance is just about the greatest thing in sports right now. Am I right? Um, all right. Um, let's, uh, let's take a look here the Phillies and where they stand in the national league, as mentioned before this Phillies team sitting with a, a, uh, a nice record of 16 and 12. We were certainly not feeling great about where this team was at just a few days ago after the, uh, after the series in Colorado, certainly after the series in New York, but ultimately this team able to uh, turn it around here at the end of the series against the Marlins and, 
Now sitting alone in first place in the division, if you could believe it or not, 16 and 12 on the season. The New York Mets at 14 and 13, a game and a half back. The Atlanta Braves two and a half behind them at 13 and 14, and Washington 12 and 14, three games back. Obviously, the Marlins eight games out, but so far so good, right? You know the um and the Phillies somehow, uh, even though with all the some of the big losses they've had, they're all of a sudden leading the division in point differential as well, uh, a run differential. Excuse me, plus 14. Next best, the Braves at plus three, and then the Nats at plus two. The Mets at minus 19. I did not see that coming. Uh, but the Mets a game and a half back. The Phillies in general, though, looking, trending in the right spot. And we've talked a lot about how good this division is and I think just how even this division is right now. But uh, every game does matter and all that. But at the same time, I do think the Phillies are still the best team and they're playing like the best team right now, even though we here are obviously so frustrated with some of the losses we see and so ready to critique and kill the lineup and say we need bullpen help and say we need another pitcher and all that. But... Right now they're a game and a half up, and they have the best run differential, like I said. And you know the the precursors, the the stats tell you they're the best team in the division right now. And you know they're not that much worse than anyone else in the National League. As St. Louis leads the Central at seventeen and ten, that is a better record. Other than that, only the Dodgers have a better record than the Phillies. So two teams in the in the uh, National League have a better record: the Padres and the uh, Diamondbacks. Uh, also right there, uh, the Padres, the same record, and the Diamondbacks better as well. But um, they're right in there with that group as the uh, Dodgers in 1911, the best record in the National League right out of St. Louis. But the Phillies, one of the top teams in the National League record-wise. They've certainly played better as of late. And I really do think that getting a couple days off here this week will kind of help reboot them. It's tough, man. Playing a 17 straight days, some of which is flying to Florida, then coming home, then flying to New York, then flying to Colorado, then coming back uh, to New York, then Colorado or home, you know, whatever it is, it can be tough. It can grate on you. And this is a young Gur team that maybe hasn't been through it together yet, like these uh, long stretches. So um, give them a chance to kind of gel here. And I feel good about the team and where they're at. And I do think that regardless of all this, when the time comes, when the deadline arises, they will make moves that are necessary. They will go out and add to this team. They, they've they the ones who, who have said, they put sent Nick Pavetta down. They've sent messages saying every game matters to them. So I don't think that that'll change when the time comes. Quick look at the American League. The uh, Tampa Bay Rays still killing it. Best record in the American League at 18 and 9. A game and a half up on the New York Yankees, who are at 17 and 11. The Yankees keep winning despite all the injuries in the world. Aaron Judge is hurt. Stanton's hurt. Gary Sanchez was hurt, just came back. I mean, Severino's hurt, Dylan Batanzas hurt. Right, the list goes on and on, and uh, they, they just, they're winning. Impressive. Shout out to that team. Aaron Boone clearly doing a, a nice job up there, better than I would have expected. The, the Red Sox, though, still struggling. Chris Sale gets beat up again yesterday. He's 0-5 on the season. They are 11-17 and on the season, 7.5 back of the Rays. That is wild. Going on to the Central, the Minnesota Twins, a sneaky preseason you know, kind of um, spoiler for the AL Central as uh, it's looking good right now. Game and half up on Cleveland. Obviously, we are still super early, caveat for all this. Uh, but 15-11 for Cleveland, they're game and half back, then Detroit behind them. And then in the West, the Astros and the Mariners right there at the top of the division. Texas hanging around in Oakland as well. The uh, LA Angels, despite having Mike Trout, not working out well for them. So who could have seen it? All right. Uh, unfortunately, though, um, fortunately, though, the Phillies, Still in first place in their division. Still playing good baseball. You have to feel good 
about where they're at as they uh, as they head their way out of April. Look, we only have two days left in April. We're a month into the season, over a month into the season, as yesterday was the month point since the Phillies played their first game of the season. And now as we look ahead, as mentioned, two games this week, a much-needed off day today as the Phillies, again, 17 straight days. They will come home, and uh, they are already home. They get a chance to stay home is what I'm saying, uh, to face the Nationals, and they get – the, to face the Tigers and the Nationals, and they get two off days in there. This is just what the doctor ordered. They take three from the Marlins. They get an off day. They face a Tigers team that, to be frank, is not very good. And two with them. Then they get another off day before facing a Nationals team that's still struggling a bit, that's still without Anthony Rendon. Uh, not, excuse me, not Anthony Rendon. Still without Trey Turner. Um, this is good stuff here. I feel really good about where the Phillies are at and uh, where they're heading here coming up. Uh, as again, the off day today, then tomorrow it'll be Vincent Velasquez, who's obviously pitched really well. Uh, you know, obviously moved slow as all get out last outing, quite slow to watch, but hey, got the job done. He's pitched well. He'll take on Spencer Turnbull, the a young right hander for the Tigers, who's pitched pretty well for them so far. Not great or anything, but pretty well. Then on Wednesday, Aaron Nola will take Dale trying to. Uh, you know, kind of continue to to find his way back to the Aaron Nola we all know and love and appreciate. Hopefully we'll see that guy as uh, he will take on Tyson Ross. Yes, former Padre Tyson Ross, now Tiger, on Wednesday. Then another off day. Huge. Again, two off days this week. Can't tell you how big I think that is. Then Jared Eikhoff, the ace. Just kidding. But he's been great. We'll take that against Jeremy Hellickson. I think we all remember the last time Jeremy Hellickson faced this Phillies team. It didn't go well. 15 to 1, like not well. So let's hope that is not the case this time around. Luckily, Eikhoff on the hill. You feel good about that. Then uh, Saturday in game two of the series, Jake Arietta back on the hill against Patrick Corbin. Of course, Corbin, the young left-hander, the monster free agent signing for the Nationals. They decided to choose him and did not re-sign Bryce Harper. Thank you, Washington, for allowing us to take our guy, but also Patrick Corbin is legit. He's a really, really good pitcher. You'll see that. Um, if you don't remember him while he was a Diamondback the last few years, you'll see that on Saturday. Jake's going to have his work cut out for him there, uh, coming off a rough outing. And then, of course, on Sunday, Mr. Complete Game, Zach Eflin, will try to be the first Phillies pitcher in. Who knows? Could be a really long time to throw back-to-back complete games. Maybe Schilling. If I had to guess, my guess would be Schilling. Um, someone look that up. I'd be intrigued to know. Tweet it at me at James Seltzer on Twitter. But um, either way, Eflin uh, will take on Anibal Sanchez before heading to St. Louis next week. Three in St. Louis, then an off day, then three against KC. Then they come home for an interesting stretch with the Brewers and the Rockies coming to town. So there's some big baseball games coming up. The Nationals, the Cardinals, the Brewers. These are important teams in the National League. The, uh, the Rockies, who obviously showed us what they can do last week in Colorado. So uh, big stretch of baseball coming up. It's exciting. And again, I think these off days here are really going to help this team regroup uh, and get ready uh, for the task at hand, as it were, as they do. Again, a nice job. 9-8 and eight over the 17-straight day stretch. I will take it. Now let's start to see them uh, get on a run here. Maybe win five, six, seven games in a row and 
and start to get that positive momentum going, which really could carry them deep, deep into the season as this team is talented, and I think they will supplement, as I said, and Gene Segura's back. Odubo Herrera should be back soon. By the way, I forgot to mention the lineup of Nick Williams in left and McCutcheon in center has been so much better from an offensive perspective. They absolutely need to stick with that till Odubo is back. Williams is a good hitter. Much better than uh, Altair or, or Roman Quinn when he was in there or whatever. So that's been good. But regardless, big week coming up. Again, we'll dive more into the series with the Tigers and the Nationals tomorrow. Until then, enjoy the off day. Hopefully the Phillies well. They'll be ready for baseball again soon, as will we. Until then, thank you for listening to Phillies today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.